0: This is our third session on Colossians 3 5
1: to 10. Put to death, therefore, the members of your body, the ones that are on the earth, meaning, insofar as the members of your body become instruments of sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire. Covetousness, which is idolatry. We'll stop right there and try to define each of those and say a word about how you put them to death. Father, Paul taught that the wrath of God was coming because of these things,
0: and we don't want to experience the wrath of God, and we don't want to dishonor Christ, and we don't want to commit idolatry. We want to be appropriately dead and reckon ourselves dead and defeat the things to which we have died so that we live in newness of life and honor Christ and escape
1: wrath. So come, help us to not only understand these words, but be free of them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Sexual immorality. Let's just take them one at a time. What does that word mean? Probably it's the broader
0: word for the kinds of sexual misconduct. I say that because in 1 Corinthians 5:1 it says, it is actually reported that there is a, a sexual there is sexual immorality, same word,
1: among you, and of a kind. So there are different kinds of this, of a kind.
0: That is not tolerated even among the pagans. For a man has his father's wife.
1: This is usually taken to be um, his stepmother, probably, but could be his mother.
0: But the fact that he says it this way means stepmother. So that kind of sexual immorality, namely having sex with your father's second wife after your mother dies, is absolutely unheard of among the pagans, and how much more should it not be named among believers. So, there are different kinds.
1: The most common kind Paul probably has in mind is this, 1 Corinthians 7, but because of the
0: temptation to sexual immorality, it's the same word, each man should have his own wife. And each woman her own husband, meaning that fornication, that's the word often used in English for sexual relations before marriage, since that's illicit in the Christian understanding of things, and God did not ordain having sex before marriage. He says, let each man and each woman have their own spouse. So I take sexual immorality here to be fornication, sex
1: before marriage, but also a wider understanding of prohibited sexual acts. What is impurity? Paul uses the word impurity nine times in his letters.
0: Four of them, he pairs it with sexual immorality, this very word. These two are regularly together but only in one place does paul give a glimpse into what kind of activity he means by
1: impurity and i'll point you to that here in romans 124 therefore god gave them up
0: in the lusts of their hearts to impurity so god gave them up to impurity now what is he talking about to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason he gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their error this is homosexuality both women to women and men to men and that's what he's referring to as impurity here and therefore it would be legitimate to say one of the things Paul has in mind with impurity
1: is homosexual practice what about Passion. It's interesting. These two
0: are behaviors done with the body. These three, one, two, three, are internal in the heart. So he's shifting from
1: outward behavior, which come from these, to the inner descriptions of what we should not feel, what we should not experience. Passion. Now what, what is passion?
0: Passion. Well, it's interesting that passion in relation to desire appears to be something that's simply elevated, much stronger than ordinary desire. I say that because of 1 Thessalonians 4, where it says, Let each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of desire. So here you have desire. It's the same word as the phrase desire in Colossians 3. And this is the same word for passion. Only passion now defines the desire. And therefore, I take this to mean
1: this is the intensification of desire. So when he says passion and then
0: adds to it evil desire, this is the strong desire workings of our bodily desires and our psychological desires. So when he talks about desire here, it's not simply a repetition. He adds evil to say that there are ordinary and good desires, and evil is is what defines desire here. And if we ask, now, what would that be? The most natural place, perhaps, to go would be to Jesus, where he says, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman to desire her, that's a literal translation, looks at a woman to desire her, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So there's a kind of desire that is evil. You shouldn't be doing this with your heart or your mind. To gaze upon a woman lustfully, to say, I want that woman, if I could get her, I would have her. The desire itself in that case is tantamount to the adultery, Jesus says. So, evil desire here would be a lustful sexual yearning for something you ought not have which, of course, doesn't exclude ordinary good desire, which the Bible completely condones by saying, every man should have his own wife, and the two should be one flesh, and it was good, very good. One more, covetousness. Covetousness ordinarily means we want more and more stuff, right? And that's what it means, for example, in Luke 12.15, and he said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. So, covetousness is the craving of more and more possessions, but covetousness has other connotations. For example, Ephesians 4.19, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality for the working of all uncleanness in covetousness. So here's that word unclean, which could be homosexuality or some other kind of sexual uncleanness, bestiality, for example, other kinds of things that are off bounds for Christians. Only here it's in covetousness, which I take to mean this, this is a desire for more and more and more. Covetousness is that untethered desire of the soul to have either more possessions or
1: more sex than it ought to have. So, idolatry, Which, what does that refer to? Usually we take it to refer to covetousness, but
0: covetousness is so much like Passion, strong desire, desire, evil desire, covetousness, more and more and more desire, that it's indes- it, can't, it can't be limited to just covetousness. In fact, I would say all three of these are idolatry and they lead to idolatrous practices like immorality and impurity. So, what, what makes them idolatry? What makes them idolatry? is that in preceding section, we are supposed to seek the things that are above where Christ is, seek, long for, desire the things that are above. You have died, your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, you will appear with him in glory. We are to seek, long, yearn for. If you want to use the word covet, covet Christ, covet Life that is above in Christ, covet the glory that is there. And when these things, Christ, life in him, glory from him, are not treasured and loved and desired more than sexual immorality and impurity by means of passions and desires and covetousness, we are idolaters
1: because we are elevating these things above Christ. Now, put to death, therefore, all of these things. And I promised,
0: I mean, I said, <laughs> maybe it was a promise, that I was going to talk about how you do that in this session. And I've just taken up all of our time defining these things, which I think are so important to understand. And so I'm going to, next time, I really think it will happen next time, talk about what it is to put to death by the Spirit, by the Word, by those glorious things we saw in the previous four verses,
1: put to death this idolatry and all of its forms here in these five things.